Yo, what's up, Dirty Bird Nation? This is Sound Three Seven Zero Six, and we have Gift Queen. Before we start, hey, before we start, I will admit that I was wrong. I picked the Falcons to lose against the Cowboys, but I made my predictions before I found out the left tackle was out and before I found out Zeke was out. But a lot of people were trying to say, "Oh, well, we lost because we didn't have Zeke." Eh, I think they were missing uh, Tyron Smith more than they were missing Zeke, to be honest with you, because that. Claiborne went ham sandwich on that dude. Like he might have ended that guy's career. Mr. Mr. Chaz Green, who's gonna be a uh, bouncer in a couple weeks outside your local club. So look out for him. Shit, don't look out for him because he's not gonna <laughs> be able to stop you getting inside the club. So right. yeah, he might need to be go be a school teacher or something like that. So Miss Gift Queen, how was your week after this uh, amazing Falcons victory? You know, it was it was good outside of work, but you know, Monday <laughs> it was like the Mondayest of all Mondays that could ever happen the day after this win, like all day at work. I was like, I'm supposed to have a great day. Like my team won. We executed well. We didn't have an ugly win. Like I'm proud of my team. And just crap keeps happening at work. So that was my week. But, you know, I was out of work. I got off and I was like, hell yeah, we won. But, you know, now it's on to the Seahawks. Yeah, that is correct. So touching back in the game, since the podcast coming out a little late, everybody's got the hot takes off, whatever. But um, I was impressed with the defensive line, especially with Claiborne, especially getting all the pressure. Uh, I'm sure your boy at uh, Low-Key Confucius is happy that now PFF's putting out all these sweets talking about Trufant is so good, he's the greatest. Again, I didn't say Trufant was bad. All I'm saying is Trufant still doesn't look 100%. You can see on a couple of plays against Des Bryant where he pushed him down like a child. And he didn't look like he wanted to make too much contact with him. So, again, the coverage is there. It's just the physicality of being able to make tackles, to me, is still lacking. It feels like he's kind of still holding up and letting up a little bit as far as wanting to make contact with some of these people. So, again, I'm, I'm not mad. I'm not a true fine hater. I like those guys. But, again, he still doesn't look like he's back at 100%. Right. But, he's not the true font that we use – that we're used to, that we've been used to all these years from the eye test, just from us. But yeah, you know, the numbers do say otherwise. You know, they're starting to say otherwise. So, yeah, the I love the bean counters out there that kind of can quantify everything in football. Like, oh, well, I these numbers say this. Well, did you watch the game? No, okay, well, that's that's great because the numbers <laughs> will tell you that right now the Claymore is the best like defensive end in the NFL because he was rated 99.9 by PFF. But unfortunately, we know that's not the case. It's just he was playing against, you know, subpar NFL talent. Not taking anything away from him. But again, somebody that doesn't watch games like, oh, well, we got Claiborne. He got six sacks in the game. He's, he's the, the new J.J. Water, Von Miller. Like, well, that's not true. So just make sure you guys are still watching the games. But speak, speaking of Claiborne, with those sacks, the, the, the most interesting thing about the story, you know, the win's cool, the sacks are cool. But this man earned himself $750,000. He triggered yeah. some uh, language in his contract that gave him a huge bonus. So my question to y'all is, what do y'all think he spent that bonus money on? Like, again, I know he's rich. I know he's an NFL player. But, like, you're chilling at the house, and all of a sudden your bank house got, you know, $700,000 more. I'm like, damn, what, what do you do with that? Like, what would you do with that gift queen? Me? I would invest. Like, Boo. Silicone, look, 
no, I am. Look, trash. I'm to that point in my life trash. where I see how investing does, especially in Silicon Valley. Okay, so I'm, I'm about to take us on a little throwback ride. Y'all remember Tremillionaire? Yes. Ride and Dirty, that song? Yes. So y'all know how he just disappeared, right? Yep. Well, that fool's got millions of dollars because he took his money to Silicon Valley and he invested in tech. So I'm at that point in my life where I'm like, yeah, you know, a beautiful Lambo, you know, convertible would be very nice to have with that money. You know what I'm saying? I'm not too big on J's, but you know, those red ones coming out, those all red with the clear coming out. I'm like, you know, I might need like 12 pair of those. But I, I would invest because I'm trying to think long term and have my money grow now. And I think he should at least invest at least half of it in tech or like something that's going to make him money down the line. Because, you know, NFL players, they get out and most of them go broke within like, what's the stats? Two years? Two I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to see these guys going broke. Especially on my team. Maybe on the Cowboys team, they can go broke. But on my team, I want to see y'all flourishing down the line. That's just me. That's my take. Okay. So I'll follow that whack shit. <laughs> if I got $700,000 on a bank account right now, the first thing I'm doing is buying a Z06 Stingray Corvette, bright, bright yellow. Mm. I'm, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it with red guts. Just be ignorant, right? Yeah. Cool. So I'm gonna pull up to Magic City. I'm gonna do a couple donuts in the parking lot, and then I'm gonna go to Follies, right? Ah. I'm gonna go to Follies. Uh-huh. I'm gonna shut it down. I'm gonna act a fool. I'm gonna blow about about 150 racks in there for no reason, like at all. Just mm. shut the place down. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't know. I I do something ignorant. I probably wouldn't live for more than like twenty four hours, to be honest with you. So, yeah. y'all out there listening, y'all hit us with the hashtag DVRN and let us know what you would do right now if you got a bonus of seven hundred thousand dollars, or even just like a reasonable bonus. Like, I'm curious what the the, the common folk out here would do. So, I th- they they do what you do. I'm I'm gonna get a lot of hate. They're like, no, you won't. You won't do that. I look. At least seven hundred thousand of that will probably go into different investments and business ventures, and then maybe I blow like fifty grand on what I don't know, just whatever came well, to my heart. Well, see, when I get the Corvette, I probably get in the high speed chase, and then I have to use the rest of the money in legal speed, legal fees to get me out of prison. So, oh, dang. yeah, it'd be it'd be pretty done pretty quick. But recapping the game, I'm impressed. Uh, I'm honestly impressed. Like I, I feel that Coach Sarkeesian, who we all were calling the fire the last couple of weeks, I, I think he called his his best game. Like the most impressive part to me is that halftime when it looked like we were going to go into another one of those games where we only scored 10, 17 points. You know, we we're getting shut down on the run, and he actually made adjustments. The first play of the second half, I'm like, oh dang! First and ten, we're abandoning the run already. We're in the shotgun, and he runs a run out of the uh, shotgun and we get some yards. So I'm like, okay, so we switching up, giving different looks. Uh, I saw a little read option look that uh, he threw a uh, pass off that that got us big yardage. So I started to see a little more of the 
Shanahan offense, it was clicking a little better. I don't know if the guys are trusting or he's actually making adjustments and showing different looks, but I was very impressed with the adjustments he made. Now, one of the things that I thought to kind of help that, that a lot of people might think is crazy, is that I think that Freeman getting hurt, shout out to Wes Smicer for missing a block horribly and getting him smacked in the head. You bastard. Like, man, I watched, I think your boy uh, at Four Verts posted that, either him or Sloping Giraffe. I watched that that GIF like ten times. Like, wow! I probably could have I could have blocked better than that. Like, all you had to do was make contact. You completely lift on the block. But outside of that, I think that him not having Freeman was one of those things where, like, you know, you have a kid, you want him to, you know, draw a picture. You give him too many colorful crayons, he just goes crazy. Well, now you've limited his options. Like, hey, well, now I have to stick with Coleman, right? You don't have to worry about you know summing him out for Freeman or doing personnel packages. And I think that helped him simplify his play calling. Now, I know a lot of people complain about running Coleman up the middle. I get it. He's not Freeman. He doesn't have the vision or the power. But you have to keep the defenses honest and still can't say, hey, you know, Coleman's in the game. We're just going to go outside every time. You have to keep him honest. So I understand that. But I give Sark a lot of credit with the play calling. Again, the offensive line needs to execute better. And I think the the plays would be a lot more explosive, give Matt time to throw, give the running backs lanes. And I think we'll be fine. So – that's my quick take on Sark. I think the defense has been doing what they've been doing all year. Outside of that, short field position from a ill-advised pick that, again, a ball hits new. This is the second one for Snoo that hit him in the hands, was bobbled up and led to an interception. Had it not been for that short field, I don't think Dallas scores the rest of the game. I think we shut them out. So the defense keeps doing what we're doing. The offense, and you just keep steadily improving, cut down on mistakes, run block better, do your job. I think we, we got some big things coming ahead for us. Yeah, the execution was pretty excellent. Like, I tweeted execution with, like, clap emojis like, three times in a row. And we actually clicked. Like, it was it was pretty beautiful um, the way we played on offense and defense. Sark, all that creativity, he's not creative, he's basic. Well, shoot, he definitely brought it out and get this game. And unfortunately, Freeman, you know, I wouldn't say fully had something to do with it, but it seemed like he kind of had something to do with it with his um, poor injury. Thanks a lot, Wes, you bastard, for freaking – what did he do? He just <laughs> ran way too quickly, passed up the defender, defender just rammed into Freeman. Hoop also is kind of to blame for that because if you see the gif that he was talking about earlier – Hoop missed his guy completely, too. It was just like – and they both knocked into Freeman, and won't, there, the, there goes the concussion, second concussion of the year. So, Wes, thanks a lot. I'm going to USPS two-day ship you a fade from the Hulk himself, wherever wow. he's hiding right now on that little Iron Man plane. And if I see you in these oh. streets, oh, it's wow. on you... and popping. I guess you haven't seen uh, Thor Ragnarok because uh, he's actually. Uh... No, I haven't seen it yet. Shh, shh, don't uh, tell me. Okay. If you, any of you bastards spoil it for me. Well, I mean, the previews already. The you. previews already show the Hulk was in the movie, so. Um... Why not? But I don't know where he is. I don't know. Last time I saw him, he was ignoring my boo, Scarlett Johansson. He hung up on her. How dare you, you son of a bitch, hang up! On Scarlett Johansson. Hey man, he he's saying got time for these thotty thoughts out here. He's out here doing Ooh. his thing. But um, 
yeah, there was a couple guys in this block. Suyolo missed horrible blocks. Leviche missed a couple blocks. Uh, obviously, Schweitzer missed blocks. It was it's like one guy will make a play, make a block, and then another guy missed a block. So we just yeah. need consistency. I don't, I don't know. They just no, have to and that beautiful play Sark drew up with uh, who was playing fullback? Uh, was it Poe who was playing fullback for um, and when Coleman ran in for the touchdown? Yes, it was Don Terry Poe. Yes, Sark. That was beautiful. Very creative. I don't know if you even drew up that play yourself or somebody else did. Who cares? It was beautiful. Everyone loved it. People on Twitter just went off. I went off. That was very exciting. Um, tip drills have to stop. That keeps happening. So you had that tip drill. Um, oh, pool. Oh Lord. Pool. What are you doing? Look, he made some big. He made some good. Some good plays. He got he, out there in front of a screen. You know, caused a minimal game to play. He, he, yeah, again, yeah, he plays. Yeah. He plays aggressive. He just needs to play in a little more control. Yeah, Cause he definitely got away with yeah. a. Uh, well, yeah. it wasn't defensive, but he hit him with the shoulder pass. So a lot of people were Dallas fans complained about that, but it was it was a legal hit. Oh please, Dallas fans want to complain about that, but almost took Matt Ryan's freaking knee off, like there in freaking The Walking Dead. Yeah, that was that was egregiously a bad knock call because they threw the flag, and I was like, I was looking for the. And then they the, picked it up. Yeah, I was like, bastards. hold up. I was like, wow, so you breathe at Tom Brady's knees, and that's 10,000 flags, but Matt Ryan gets his back broken as nothing happens. That's crazy. I hope they all get pink eye and they step on Legos with no shoes or socks on. Ew, that's kind of nasty. Cool. Dude, like, you let them score their only touchdown. I don't know what you were doing. You were trying to double... Somebody, somebody double, trying to double what's his name, whoever that guy was. Well, when, when they run the read option, everybody has a, a responsibility. Somebody has the pitch man, somebody has the quarterback, and there was a receiver floating around. It wasn't really a, an option, but somebody wasn't on the responsibility. If that makes sense, somebody was not in the right position. That's you know, basic football. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, Dak scored his only touchdown. We could have blown them out. But it's whatever. And the execution, that's what we needed. We needed them to click. Click on both sides of the ball. And hopefully we can do that up and coming with the Seahawks so we can clinch a playoff spot. Yeah, so to the Seahawks. Actually, before we go to the Seahawks, so with, De- with Devontae Freeman being out, we have to rely on Tevin Coleman and uh, my boy. I can't think of his name right now. Ward. Yeah, Taron Ward. Taron Ward is actually pretty good. I like him. He's, he's played good in the past w- with Freeman going out. I remember I was at the Falcons-Colts game two years ago where Freeman went out with a concussion, and that had to be, like, the most infuriating football game I've ever seen in my life. Cause, and this is when I thought Coleman had to go. So this is why I think there's hope for Wes Weiser is Coleman would break, like, a 50-yard run and then fumble the ball. I was like, Doug, come on, dude. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, when he had his fumbling problem. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh. And then the next year, he corrected it. So, I'm hoping that Wes Weiser can have a Coleman-like turnaround and improve. Because if he does, I mean, he he shows flashes. Like, he's a good pass blocker at times. 
but he's he's got to get better to run. I'm sure he has the strength. I think it, it looks like more of a technique thing, not having good body control. You know, you can't just run out there. You have to really control your body, get low, use your leverage, use your strength, and just stay in front of the guy. Like, you don't have to lay him out. Just, you know, be a shield for the running back or hold him up for the quarterback. So looking ahead to Seattle game. They are also having some issues with the left tackle. Uh, they traded for Dwayne Dwayne Brown, I think, from the C- or I'm sorry, from the Texans to start, but he has a ankle injury, so they will be playing with the backup. So I'm tell you right now, Falcons fans, it's not going to be another week like this. It's not going to be you know us guys getting out there getting six sacks. <laughs> Collectively, we might be able to pull. I'm gonna say four, only because. Russell Wilson is mobile. He likes to move outside the pocket, but their offensive line has had problems all year. So I think that's the place that we can really disrupt them at. But the thing is, Russell Wilson is a savage outside the pocket. That dude has a cannon. If you watch the Texans game, they went blow for blow on him, Deshaun Watson. It was probably the game of the year. So we really have to be on our P's and Q's. We can't make miscues like that as far as leaving him unaccounted for with the defense and things like that. So, Yeah, I'm going to say three sacks. I'm gonna go with three. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with four. On the other side of the ball, I was seeing that they want to try to run the ball on us because sometimes we're a bit inconsistent with our line play. But our line play looked really good. Pose was stepping up. Jarrett's been playing great all year. Derek Shelby's been making plays. So I think that I don't think that's gonna be exactly as easy as they they're making it out to seem. I think it's more of a they want to stay consistent, keep us honest. So Russell Wilson can have time to do play action to move around in the pocket or outside the pocket and use his athleticism to make plays, but especially since he's he's uh, um, is he on concussion protocol or is he? Yo, I just saw a story about him saying his jaw was almost broke. He's been on a liquid diet most of the week and can just now be able to talk. So like that's horrible. Like I I hate that that happened to him. He's really, you know, overall good guy. I know some of y'all. Allegedly. No, no, no. We're not going to say he's a good guy. Uh, okay. Allegedly. Look, yeah, we don't know what he does at home behind closed doors. I hate that the people, women especially, like, oh, Russell Wilson. Oh, he's, he's daddy. Like, he's such a great guy. He loves baby future. No, we don't know. That dude, for all we know, could be a low-key savage. Like, I'm not trying to hear that shit. He's probably good. But allegedly, overall good guy. He's a good quarterback. Great. He's a very good, you know, good quarterback and hate to have him to, you know, a football player. So hopefully he's okay and, you know, he comes out and competes just not as well as we want him to compete because we want to well, win. <laughs> the 12th yeah. man is always tough, but they're not they're not the same team. Sherman's obviously going to be out, which we need to yep. we need to be scheming up to take advantage of that, whoever's in his place. I think they're looking at signing a – uh, the guy we were about to sign, uh, Browner, Brown, no, yeah, Max, no, Fire Max, no, Fire Max, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, and Julio put up, like, what, two touchdowns, 100-something-plus yards on him the last time we played him. Yeah, but they, they don't have the same type of defense. They're, the Seahawks defense line is legit. Like, they're probably looking at us like, yo, they're probably looking at their chops. So this is going to be the week that if we're going to be – a wild card team. If we're going to make a playoffs, this is a game the offensive line is going to have to really, you know, put their big boy pants up and say, hey, guess what? I'm not going to let this guy beat me. I'm not going to get whipped. I'm going to do my job. I'm going to hold on to my responsibilities. Because if they want to, they can wreak havoc. Like, again, yeah. 
Wes Hoff needs is to not... step it up, and Matthews needs to stay consistent. Yeah, because their their defense line is is excellent. I think it'll be a close game. The twelfth man is always is always hard to play out there in Seattle. You know, time zone change again. Uh, Pete Carroll, obviously Quinn is a disciple of him, so they kind of mm-hmm. knows each other. They had that uh, relationship, but I think overall, I think it'll be close. I think it, we're gonna have to win by. A, I say we win by a touchdown. If we play mistake-free football, I think we have the talent to win. We just have to, you know, execute like we did against the Cowboys in the second half. Yes, so, execute. So, and I heard it's supposed to rain. Oof. There's a possibility of rain again. So just be prepared, our listeners. Just be prepared for the rain again. And hopefully, you know, no fumbles and miscues with the ball. You know, on the snap and stuff. But I think we can. You know, and no Cam Chancellor. Isn't he injured and out? Yeah, I think uh, – yeah, I think they're saying he's on. I haven't confirmed yet. I haven't seen it, but they're saying he might be out. But, again, we, we can't worry about that. Even with those guys, I still think we can make plays. We just have to do our job and execute. Yeah. We do our job. I think we can win. Uh, another thing that was a big thing on the Twitter was, I believe, our fourth interception by defensive line mistakes. Again, we got to that's, – that's about being uh, about being disciplined. That's another turnover that we've had in our hands that's been taken away because of defense line play. This time it was Vic Beasley trying to get jump on the ball. But, you know, we came out with the W, but those are, those are crucial plays that can build the team's confidence, you know, really spark a fire and get us really, you know, the confidence we need to make this run. Because it's going to be a tough run, not a lot. We, we have a lot of tough games. And this one is one we cannot afford to let slip through our hands under any circumstance. So we, we, we really, 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 really have to put in the work. So I'm excited. It's going to be a, a good Monday night football game. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to – I'm actually going to do a the post-game video because a boy, Falcons War Order, he – He's unable to do it this week, so I'll drop a quick little video for y'all in our post-game reaction. Hopefully, it's uh, not me yelling and acting crazy, but, you know, we'll see what it is. So I'm down to it. Yes, people, we have a YouTube channel. It's DBNR our Report. Yeah, I'm going to retweet it. That's kind of hard to say, DBNR report. Yeah. report. So, yeah, we appreciate everybody that checked out the video. I didn't know the guy's name, but shout out to you, the special guest that came on, the help with the post-game video. I actually want to have you on so we can uh, chop it up a little bit. But, again, we appreciate everybody checking us out. Take a second to go on Apple Podcasts and drop a review so we can know what yeah. y'all are, you know, bang with uh, us. Yes, and follow our Twitter. I retweet it all the time. So all you have to do, you literally follow it. I retweet it almost every day follow that we have facebook page so if you have weird people that love facebook have us have them like it i put the videos on there too so we have social media we got youtube we're going to do the post game report on there it's going to be live so you can watch it live when you watch it live make sure you share it with other people that like the live stream if not, you can always catch it anytime during the week. Like, it's not going anywhere. So you can always tune into it. And while you're waiting on this podcast, watch that. 
and then you get different, you know, opinions. So we're going to try to do different segments and bring, you know, different things, you know, to the DBNR little nation we got going on here. Yeah. So of course we won this week. So there wasn't too many of y'all wilding out on the Twitter, but right. there was one person, big trucks at Brian B Hopkins one. He said, Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Matt Ryan. Problem is, Dak has Bryant and Ryan has Julio, which makes Ryan look better to the naked eye. So, obviously, this meth user, again, y'all people out here wilding. Y'all do not watch football. Matt Ryan did not have Julio Jones his rookie year when he won rookie of the year, right? He didn't have Tony Gonzalez. He didn't have Michael Turner, if I'm not mistaken. They got those guys. No, no, he did have Turner. I'm sorry. He didn't have Tony Gonzalez. He didn't have Julio Jones. He had, you know, Roddy White as he was starting to become a great player because before Roddy White had some issues with Vic, the Vic, the Vic team. Uh, he, I read an article that said he almost ate himself out the NFL because he liked double cheeseburgers or something like that. <laughs> but y'all guys with these wild statements on Twitter, like that's cool. Y'all, y'all want to annoy Dak Prescott, the king, after one year where they got to the playoffs and lost. It was a great game. They, they probably could have won it. Statistically, they were evenly matched as far as like with stats. But y'all guys are always quick to annoy somebody. Give them time to develop. Give them time to grow. He did some great things, but, you know, they had some issues, and he wasn't able to overcome them. So don't ever fix your mouth, big truck. You need to jump in your big truck and drive it off a bridge because you're out of control. So Stupid stuff. Matt Ryan didn't get to 40,000 just on Julio alone. Like Yeah, that is – yeah, shout out to him. He is the fastest – player to reach 4,000 yards passing. I'll keep it consistent. I will say that we are in a passing league now, so we'll see how that stat or that that stat ages in the long run. But that's that's still impressive. Like, a lot of people will overlook Matt Ryan and say, hey, you know, he's not as good as so-and-so. The man is consistent. The man is consistent with all kinds of changes always going around him, and he still finds a way to be, you know, top 10, top 8, top 3, top 5 in statistical categories. So, I mean, I, I think Matt Ryan is going to get his sometime. I have faith that he'll win the championship. We just have to, you know, like they say in Philly, trust the process and make it happen. And actually, you know what? Shout out to all you funky-ass, bitch-ass Jacksonville fans. They're mad because we use Sacklanta for one day. Like, I looked at it as more than being, like, joking about it. But the Jags fans are like, oh, you know, when y'all have two 10-sack games, y'all come talk to us. I'm like, bro. Are y'all serious? Y'all had that Saxonville thing up for one week. Y'all lost next week, and y'all took that shit down like a bunch of bitches. So keep it 100. Have the same energy every week. If you're going to be Saxonville, be Saxonville from the time you put it on there to the time you leave. Don't take it down and put it up. You know what I'm saying? Like You sound like a bunch of hoes. Right. So, and let me, get, let me get on these Jags fans. First of all, y'all have oh never, ever been on Twitter. I've been on Twitter for shout out, Shout out to my like, homeboy, Adolphus Savage, who's a Jags fan. So shout out to man. you, but... Y'all nah, a bunch of hoes. He, ain't, he ain't said nothing in the last six years that I've been on Twitter. Damn. I have not seen one Jags fan ever on Twitter. Ever. Let me when I say ever, I mean ever. Y'all, if you have been a Jags fan on Twitter, you have said nothing for the last six years. All of a sudden, y'all wanna be bold and come for the entire NFC South. They came at us. They came out Panthers fans. They came out Bucks fans and Saints fans. And, you know, I don't like them three, you know, other people's fans. But y'all, what are y'all doing? Y'all coming for us? Like, get out of here. 
get out of here. Yeah, get the, they, out of here. Like seriously, the Jags. They, they just made Twitters too, because yeah. a lot of them they have between twenty and a hundred followers. Like y'all just made Twitters just to come on here and talk stuff. Jalen Ramsey, he made y'all really bold. Yeah, well, Jalen Ramsey is an animal though. But <laughs> my thing is like, bro, the, the Jags haven't. Like I lived in Jacksonville for a little while. So I, that's kind of like, it's not my other team, but like I keep up with them just because, you know, my people sat there, my homeboys, Jags fans. But like, bruh, y'all haven't been to an NFC championship since like, what, 1998? Like they were, my friends were excited for them to win like back-to-back games. You know what I'm saying? Like to be over, to be over 500 was like a big thing for them. I was like, damn, dog, like it must be rough. And again, I'm not I'm not one to ram their parade. I'm I'm happy to see my friend's team doing good because you know it's good for the city, even though their funky ass owner wouldn't sign Kaepernick, which would make their team better, but that's neither here nor there. But it, it, it's not hate, it's just it's just funny how they were really they were really mad about that that Twitter. I was like, wow, the dude had a six sack game. Like he he made a franchise record. Like, like it's a cool little it's a cool little thing. We can't act like on the internet anybody owns something. Yeah, Everybody like, shares stuff. Everybody borrows it. It was just like a one-time thing. Where we just have Atlanta Falcons on it now. So, 904, Duval, chill. Take a chill pill. Calm down. Stay in your place. Get off Twitter. Get back off Twitter. Sit like, down. Be humble. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, so before we end, again, check us out on Twitter. Drop a view on Apple Podcasts. You know, we're pretty interactive on Twitter, so hit us up. We'll chop it up. Shout out to everybody checking us out. Appreciate his triples coming out last week. Check out her article she did for Trill T. Uh, yes. It's a, a tea company by a, a African American black guy. I drink it; it's really good. Just off the just off the name, the designs, everything's cool. You know what I'm saying? We got to support our black folks and whatnot. So do your thing, Twitter. But I have a hot take. I have a theory that they came to me when I was I think I was watching the game. We're talking to some of my friends about Sarkeesian. So, again, a couple of weeks ago, it was hashtag fire Sark and whatnot. So, my thing that I think the reason that he brought in Sark, and my homeboy Dolphin Savage, he disagrees. But the reason I think that they brought in Sark, as you can see, he's starting to get together, right? Cool. We're looking like we can call some plays from the offense. Mm-hmm. I think they hired Sark because with his past history, he's unhirable as a head coach. So if you think about it, think about our previous offense coordinators, uh, Mike Malarkey, now a head coach, right? Dirk mm-hmm. Cotter, now a head coach. Mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan, now a head coach. So I think that we can get a OC that we can keep, that we can have some continuity with Sark because with his issues at USC with drinking and whatnot, his perceived issues of blowing the national championship with Alabama, I don't think he's hireable as an NFL coach. And, and I think that's that's the one thing that has been, you know, even though in certain situations like Malarkey, he's about to get fired. Cotter, I think he unfairly got fired. And Shanahan left. I think this is a guy that Quinn knows that he'll be loyal to Quinn, that we can have for the long term to get this offense and get Matt Ryan some continuity so we can do some big things in the future. So I think that's one of the reasons why he was brought in, because he's not going to be one of those guys that has a hot year, a hot two years, and somebody scoops him up. I think he has too many issues even though the NFL is a little, has a little more leeway with the coaches rather than players. But that that's my hot take. Let me know what you think at South Breeze 706. I think he's going to be here for the long haul, guys. So uh, I see that he's starting to make improvements. He's starting to get together. And uh, hopefully this is uh, what, what Coach Quinn saw in him in the beginning. 
And hopefully that works out for the future. One last thing for me, if you go on my Twitter and search, I've been very critical on Justin Hardy. That touchdown catch you had in the back of the end zone was incredible. I'm glad that you're starting to look like the third receiver that we've needed, that we're looking for. And I hope we see more of that, more consistency from him. And I hope he also gets more opportunities. So hopefully this, uh, this, this these touchdowns is a, a start to a new, uh, a new era for Justin Hardy. And hopefully he'll be the third receiver that we're looking for. So shout out to him. Good job. I've always liked Hardy. Good job. I, I mean, he, he. I don't know if it's that I don't like. Is sometimes he's just non-existent. Like it, it seems like he's nowhere to be found at times. Like he doesn't get right. targeted. He's never. It doesn't. He's in the game much. But now when he's, he seems like he's making the most of his opportunities. So hopefully this yeah. continues. I don't get why he's not targeted as much as I think he should be. But you know, it is what it is. I'm not on the field and all that. So I don't know. But uh. Oh, someone wanted us to discuss Hill um, getting booted off our team. Oh, not getting booted. He was on the practice squad. He got signed to the uh, Saints. No, not the Saints. No, uh, shit. Where'd he go? See, did he go? The Browns or the uh, – no, the Bengals. Bengals, okay, yeah. So he, went to the, he got signed to practice on the Bengals, and we signed a practice squad player running back from the Browns. I don't recall the name, but – I'm not an expert, so I don't feel like uh, looking that up right now. But yeah, Sonic got fair insurance for a third running back just in case Ward or Coleman gets hurt. So a lot of people were saying, hey, everything that we've done dealing with the Browns has worked out for us from the trades for the draft picks for Julio to Alex Mack. So maybe the trend continues. I don't know. But right. First, I I was tripping a little bit. I was like, I like Hill. I don't know why. Yeah, he didn't didn't show me too much in preseason. I'm not going to lie. Terry Ward outplayed him in the preseason. Big time. Yeah, I like him as a go back up. But, you know, yeah, it stings a little bit for me personally, but like, it is what it is. We signed a Browns player. So when we signed that Browns player, I was like, oh, well, we got Julio from them. We got uh, Gabriel, right? Oh, I forgot about Gabriel. Yep. Yep. And um, so I'm, you know, I'm like, hey. You know, the trend continues, so maybe this guy will be good. Hopefully, we won't need him. Hopefully, Coleman and uh, Ward stay healthy and we, you know, use the fullback. And we won't even need this guy. So, there's that. That's our take. If anyone else has any other takes on Hill, uh, just, you know, tweet us at DBNR report. And, um, you know, we'll retweet it. So, I think his name is your homie Brian. I think that's the dude. That hit me up about that. Yeah. So he could see it. Um, the next thing I got is. Damn, I think I got him blocked, actually. He must oh, have said God. something wild. Yeah, he must have said something wild. <laughs> sorry, sorry, bro. I'm not to unblock you, but you had to be wilding one day. So I, I had to block you, but. Maybe it's all, it's all love. It's all love. <laughs> uh, then I got Julio on this Sports Illustrated cover. Y'all got to go. We got to all buy the Sports Illustrated magazine. So you can read that article. It was a very good article. Basically, you know, Julio has always been the GOAT since, like, he came out the womb. The doctor was just more impressed, and, you know, he's impressed everybody since birth. So, you know, i got to grab that magazine. I actually have to go buy it. I'm going to go to Barnes & Noble and buy it. But, I mean, I don't know. The only problem with it is the cover. It kind of got him looking like the football on Jemima on it. With oh, the- oh, wow. Cape. I mean, like, if do you see – have you seen it? Yeah, solid. I mean, he got the NFL, you know, head scarf on. I'm just like, bruh, 
you look like a tall football and Jemima. Like, why they do that? Why do that? Don't do that to you. Like, whose idea was that? I'm gonna fight you. Why you got the best receiver in the league looking like Aunt Jemima on this cover with a giant cape? Hey, man. Hey, it look, is what it is. It is what it is. But you can't like, don't do that again. Whoever you are, someone point me in the direction. Because that person, those people, they got to get fades too. Stand in line right after Wes. And it's on and popping. And what else do I got? Mm. Oh, this dude. Um, how do you spell his name? That Terrenius, I think. That's how that shit is. I don't know. He made a wallpaper. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Sacramento. he made that wallpaper. And some dude named Zachary, some Russian last name, I don't know. He stole it. <laughs> stole it from him, claiming it as his. So if you retweeted that stuff of Zachary, you're some Russian crap. I don't know. Him, he stole that wallpaper from that Ternius. That's T E R E N. IUS. So well, give him credit. You know, we'll, do, we'll use that design as the cover for the for this week's podcast, and then we'll add him and be like, "Hey, shout to him for this excellent cover," and we'll show him the love that he respect, this love and respect that he deserves for his uh, excellent creativity. So, sh- shout to him. Amazing. Uh, I got two more things. Bree, she had Lord a baby. Lord Jesus, my fried chicken is calling me. A uh, hush. It's <laughs> <laughs> Bree had her baby, baby G. He is adorable. He's an adorable little G. baby. He's a cute baby. You know, he's not ugly baby because y'all know there's ugly babies out there. Don't judge me. Y'all know there is. Don't look at me like that. Don't turn it off. Don't mute. Don't block me. Don't report me. Y'all know there's ugly babies, but Bree's baby is not ugly. It's very cute. I don't know how 12 pounds. I don't know. It's adorable. Congratulations to you. And may you, your husband, and your baby have a very happy, prosperous life. You know, greens, beans, potatoes, tomatoes, yams. What's that song? You know that. Yes, you got greens, beans, potatoes, tomatoes, chickens, hey, turkey, ham, hey, right? Hey, you name it. Hey. Yeah, all that stuff. That. So actually, all that stuff. Actually, uh, hit us up. Actually, hit her up, or hit me up, or hit up the DBNRM Report Twitter, and uh, we will send you a. Falcons onesie. Just let us know the size, and we will get that to you. So, gotta yes, represent Bree. for gotta represent for our baby Falcons out there. So, yeah, Miss Gift Queen. This lot. This is it. This is it. The cornbread is calling me. It's okay, calling this is it. Me. Alan Lord Jesus underscore S T R K. He makes gift breakdowns after every game, like a day or two after every game, and he goes into details about what happened. So y'all need to follow him because. You'll see, you know, the in-depth of what you might have missed by the naked eye, by those two seconds. So follow him. That's all I got. Oh, I lied. I have one more thing. Oh, my goodness. Shout out to, shout out to Miss Bliss, AB, Miss Bliss 1212. Uh, hey. she, she checked out the podcast. She said we had a really good episode. Uh, she was asking who the host was. Let her know it was, it's Tribble. So I appreciate y'all showing love and listening to our podcast. Really appreciate it. Again, if you want to come on, you have some hot takes. You want to just chop it up with us as long as you're not, you know, 
an irrational fan, even if you are rational, I'd like to try to talk you into some sanity. Just hit us in the DMs. We can get you on here. We can chop it up. So, again, that's all I got. I'm about to jump on this fried chicken. You know what I'm saying? Be a straight coon. So, we uh, we appreciate it. Just kidding. There will be no cooning, but I will be <laughs> having very greasy lips. Again, this is the DBRN report, Dirty Bird Nation. Shout out to y'all. Hold it down. Let's get this W against Seahawks. Yep. And we out. Peace. Yeah, next week.